What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Iron Mind Aaron podcast, episode number eight. Got to clear my throat here. <clears throat> so today's topic is influencers and mental health. And you're going to see how I'm going to tie this together, hopefully by the end of this. So to start off, I want to start off with influencers and the topic of influencers on social media. So my question is, what the fuck are they? It's uh, created, I don't know, marketing gimmick to push you know, whether a product, a lifestyle, or really some sort of service, really. And what I'm seeing is that people automatically believe what an influencer has to say based on the way their social media and marketing is presented. So people, like, take this, everything they do is, like, they have this perfect lifestyle, which if you have an an intelligent shred of an intelligent mindset or mind and you can identify this you look into some of this these people it's just completely fucking manufactured and i think it's kind of as most of our i don't know if you want to say our society hides a lot of things and i'm going to tie this into the mental health concept later on but we look at at mental health and we look at influencers you would not you would think these people have perfect lives whether it's they're waking up in the sun it's perfect sunset or sunrise every morning they have you know uh, amazing lives with their significant others they had perfect lives with their family you see this this and this okay but the reality of this this is completely manufactured and this sets us up for failure across the board we look at uh, we look at you know film we look at tv we look at a lot of the television shows that are out there you know, the Kardashian bullshit that I refuse to watch, any of this, it's just like perfect lifestyle. Or what's the other thing? What do we really thrive on is drama and drama in these lifestyles and and all this. We cross the board with social media. And I'm really, what comes to mind for me is Instagram because you get these snapshots, these brief videos, and you see all this that's going on in people's lives. And it's not completely accurate. People, you know, I've seen this tossed around on Facebook quite a bit is it's like we should talk about showing their highlight reel rather than the actual reality of the issue. So it's nice to show all my wins, but man, if you saw some of my losses, you'd probably be like, man, I can't believe he went through this. Or that's fucking, he hit some lows. And we never take that in consideration. So when we look at mental health, people aren't likely to talk about mental health. And that's something I want to drill and drill and drill that we have to open up as a, a collective group, as a society, to embrace mental health. It's funny because we talk about training, we talk about this and mindset, and I think we're at the perfect opportunity when there's so much coming to light with social media and the internet that we have to keep pushing mental health because people are scared to talk about it based on their images being ruined, these fake bullshit images that we post on social media. Hey, super happy, just got out of a, uh, you know, I'm in a breakup, but look at me. You know, guys are posting shirtless pics and, you know, pictures with their buddies out having beers. Meanwhile, they're at home fucking crying or they're, they're scared to talk about their issues, you know, the stuff. Or we have what, what happens on the, the other side of Instagram with women. Like, oh, you know, it's like the, the bathtub pictures, like self-care, self-love, you know, it, it, like all these, this manufactured, you know, what we think other people need to see and hide our true feelings when we're going through bullshit. And I talked about relationships because I know that's a big one. We also talk, nobody ever fucking talks about, um, well, you'll see it occasionally, you see people talk about drama and family drama, but it's when they hit a breaking point when they start posting shit. And then it's too fucking late. It's like you open the floodgate and then the shit that you posted in the heat of the moment because you didn't take care of a mental health issue or something that could present itself as 
you know, a hard time, you didn't talk to the right people about it, people that you could talk to about it, it blows up and look, you look like a fucking idiot on social media. And these are the people that I block right off the bat, the people that it's just all sorts of fucking drama that they can avoid. But because it's social media, it's some sort of entertainment, it's like watching a fucking car accident. So people will start chiming in and it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? So we look at this and we look at influencers. Influencers are manufactured uh, spokes models in some cases, and I'm thinking about the ones that are like the, you know, the, the high, high ones, uh, the high-level influencers. And then we look at people who call themselves fucking influencers, which are jokes to me, okay? Um, I look at coaches versus somebody is an influencer. An influencer is worthless. I, I Try to argue with me what value you provide somebody. Do you provide a, a, a shot at a lifestyle or I don't, I don't know. But when people are saying that they have fucking friends on uh, Instagram, they have followers, that they're an influencer. What the fuck does that mean? Guess what? I could go on Instagram right now. I could download an app that will get me friends and will get me followers. And guess what? If I have this app, or I could guess what? Here's, the, here's a little fucked up other thing that you didn't know, that I could pay somebody in India to follow, unfollow people and bump my Instagram followers up. I don't give a shit about that. So here's the thing. What does that fucking mean, being an influencer? Nothing. When half these people are in, in all over the fucking country and all over the world, and they, they have zero interest in following you, and you're influencing no one. So my question to you is if you're looking at some of these influencers and you're following them on social media, if you whether follow them on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, why? You know, is it providing some sort of entertainment? Cool, I get the entertainment factor. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for them for something other than just entertainment, you know, and like, and that's like, it shouldn't consume your day. You shouldn't be on social media and you shouldn't be on Instagram living vicariously through somebody else's bullshit life that doesn't detail and go into detail the ups and downs. It just, it's just fucking highlight level or a highlight reel, right? You should be creating happiness in your own life. You need to be your own influencer. And this is one of the takeaways I want you to fucking drill and drill down is that you have the opportunity with every fucking second you spend on the internet, on social media, to create your own happiness. You choose not to when you're following somebody's bullshit. You choose not to when you're scrolling through and checking out somebody else's page. Whether it's an escape, if it's entertainment, entertainment shouldn't fucking take up every second of your day, and it shouldn't consume your current level of happiness. It shouldn't take away from you creating your current level of happiness or increasing it. So, you need to be your own influencer. And, you know, even saying that term, it's fucking bullshit, but really you should turn that around. I want to influence myself, my family, my people around me. And instead of influencing them, I want to fucking help coach them. That's why I'm a coach today, because I know I can help people across the board. So when we look at this, coaches are greater than influencers. Not all coaches, because a lot of them are full of shit. How can you determine if an influencer is a piece of shit and hiding it, or a coach is completely garbage and full of shit? Follow what the, the information and follow the um, the content that they put out does it seem manufactured do they actually talk about pains do they talk about things they've gone through do they talk about anything relevant that actually connects to your life and not on a superficial level people that are creating content and based on their life experiences and consistently are putting this out there these type of people are the people you should seek out for coaching seek out for help what qualifies you as a good coach one you you're fucking smart enough and you can articulate how to help and how to like coach people. You can also, you've lived an experience. Good coaches have battled and lived in the trenches and they've fought their way and they've fought their own battles successfully and they've helped other people. The other thing, 
Coaches should have coached a lot of fucking people and shown success. And I'm dropping F-bombs like it's my job here today. Apparently it might be my job. I, th I think I'd, I'd get paid for this. I get paid pretty well per fuck bomb. Yeah, I said fuck bomb. So getting into this. So coaches should have coached people, not like seven people. If you're an online coach and you've had seven clients, you're not an online coach. Just throwing that out there. Um, if you've had hundreds of clients, if you've had, like I work with athletes, I've coached over hundreds of athletes, and this isn't me stroking myself off, this is me trying to say that, guess what, I had to start someplace, and I had to know my fucking role. So I did my time working with clients, working with other people, working with people across the board to get to a position where I felt that I was doing a service, and I felt the ability to kind of push that. So coaches are always greater than influencers, and we should really you know, in my mindset and where I'm at, we should really start doing away with the concept of an influencer. And you, really, how do we do this? Can we have a, a, a protest over it? No. You just don't invest time, your social media time. You know, social media is not the devil, but it's how we use it and how we misuse it, really. Um, but we should, you know, not follow people and not spend time following people because it's all tracked and managed and stuff on the Internet, especially with marketing and these other things, that we should, you know, to start tuning out on these people that waste our time. And here's the big takeaway for parents. You should be controlling, not controlling necessarily, but yeah, controlling and monitoring what your kids are spending time on, who they follow on social media. Um, the other thing that parents don't fail to realize is there's all these upcoming apps that kids are downloading on their phone because they can. Parents have no fucking clue of what they're doing. So TikTok is, a, is another one that's coming out. You know, when kids got Snapchat, kids have Instagram with multiple profiles. Um, this is something parents should understand and often overlook. So who are your kids paying attention to? Who are they following? And this is something this opens up a conversation because can you ultimately control it? No, because the kid that your kid sits next to on the school bus is probably following some bullshit. You need to have an open uh, conversation about it. And that leads me into talking about mental health. So a couple things came up this week. So I work with a lot of people and one of my close friends was going through some shit. So was at a point where she was at ups and downs and hit a low point, and she was talking about um, going through some challenges. And we were going back and forth and kind of presented some things where it's sometimes, you know, we talked about, you know, being in a position where it's so frustrated that you contemplate um, not being around anymore, or potentially you can contemplate suicide. And I said this was a normal conversation, a normal conversation that people have in their heads. And it's hard to understand, but I've worked with I don't know how many adolescents over the years, uh, whether it's through athletics, through it's when I was a teacher, I've worked with grown men, I've worked with clients through the gym, I've worked with a lot of people over the last 10 to 15 years. And we look at mental health and it's nobody talks about it. And I, I think there's a stigma with mental health and a lot of stigmas, stigmas out there. Completely overboard. People need to understand they're not alone. And having these conversations doesn't mean that you're a head case. It means that you hit a rough patch, and then when you're so absolutely frustrated that you think this is the last option. And that's a legitimate feeling that a lot of people have and they fail to talk about. So one of the things I want to do today in the episode of the podcast is really say that people are not alone. Mental health, mental illness, it's, it's not, I don't know if it's really a mental illness and the fact that it has this, such a stigma. So I look at mental illness and a lot of this stuff, anxiety and depression can be debilitating. They can be long-term and chronic or they could be something in the short term, kind of like getting the flu. I had anxiety, but I handled it. I had, I was fucking depressed. And I've been depressed and had anxiety and all these different emotions going up and going through life. 
understanding that a lot of it's common with adolescents. A lot of it, when you go through divorce and you go through these significant life changes, is normal. And we look at this uh, mental health through the lifespan. So what people don't talk about is that you're going to have highs and lows. Your lows sometimes can be really fucking low, and you're going to think some things that, you know, hopefully you don't ever follow through on. But I think what happens with people in those lows, and those really lows, they feel like they can't relate to anybody, so they feel like life is not worth living. That is not accurate. Um, what is normal is defined by whatever 3% of the population actually follows. So if we look on a very base level to justify this and to back my claim up, that mental health, thought, suicidal thoughts, all these things are actually normal. And you know what I mean? This is like stigma and we throw it out there, but how many times it's like people can consider this and go, well, fuck no, man, I'm not going to do this. This was stupid. That's the correct thing. It is always stupid. But it's sad when somebody slips through the cracks, feels so alone and so disconnected in a society where they don't feel like they can embrace or embrace this and understand it's a, it's a potentially it's a phase, or they can even talk to about it, anybody because they feel like there's a stigma. Guess what? People are depressed. People have anxiety and people have everything in between. So I want people to know that, that this is something that, you know, it's normal. In society, we have to talk about it and embrace it and have more options for people to discuss it and not have it come back and turn around and thrown in their face. And I think that's just an open conversation with our children, with our students, you know, with the people we work with, whether it's me with my athletes, whether it's the, you know, the men I coach, or any, anybody across the board. So I want to make sure that's out there. Second thing, uh, this week I got, I, last night actually, I was in a real rough spot for me. And this was to do with, a, um, based on me and my parenting situation, I was supposed to have my daughter last night. And I, I called to talk to her, and the situation came up where I didn't end up getting her. I was bummed out. Now, as a father, as a divorced father, and, you know, going through my own thing, I have very, I would say, limited parenting time. So you could complain about it, or you could, you know, use that and find the lessons in everything that's out there, just like mental health. If I get so upset where I feel like taking my own life, there's lessons in that, that I'm not living the life that's, that's on my path, that I need to make changes, that I need to make changes in my environment, or I need to make changes in the people in my environment. These are all things that I have 100% power over. So last night was one of those things where I'm like, I was getting anxiety, I was kind of worked up because I get stressed out. Like What I look for all week long is spending time with my daughter. Absolutely. like This is the, the highlight of it. And she's at an age where she's getting older where it doesn't always happen. And that's like, there's, there's a lot of things that contribute to this, right? So I don't want to like throw it on one person or uh, create a situation. And really, you know, that's a situation that I'm not sharing yet. So we look at this and I look at how this unfolds. I took that to heart and that hurts. I mean, man, like I, I like to come out there and say my life is perfect, that I've worked through all this shit. But guess what? Last night was a perfect opportunity for me to share an episode where it was like I started getting anxiety. I was just getting stressed out and I was starting to get depressed. So what do I do? I work out. So I, I hit a workout at the gym after I was coaching last night, and it was something that helped put me on the, the right path. And I started investing in myself in a positive way, right? And, I mean, you can't really invest in yourself in a negative way. I don't know. <laughs> you go out and buy drugs or something. I'm not, I don't know how that works necessarily. So but I invested. I made sure I worked out. And then instead of my past behavior, now if you talk to me in college, there was if you had somebody got bad news, you went and you got wasted. This is what we did. If somebody got a breakup, what do you do? You go out, get smashed with your friends. 
Um, you know, it just, it's sedating behavior. And we look at sedating behavior, and I've talked about this before. Um, how do we sedate? Well, I could sedate with uh, drugs, alcohol, women, or anything in between. And this works the same way for women with men, uh, drugs, and alcohol. Uh, you could look at internet. I could look at food. All these sedating behaviors. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, nope, not doing that. So what do I did? I went out, grabbed some food, and uh, I was really struggling. Like, I, I wanted to be around people. But then I'm like, you know what? I have so much going on tomorrow that my full day of coaching, I work with athletes, which is, it's, man, I love working with my athletes. They, you know, they're around my daughter's age. So it's one of those things that it brightens my day despite, despite not seeing my daughter sometimes. Like I look forward to, to coaching some of the, the athletes, whether it's the, a lot of it's the, a lot of work with a lot of girls or some of the boys I work with. It's nice because I have that relationship, coaching relationship, but it reminds me of, you know, spending time with uh, my daughter. So but I'm sitting there, I'm like, I have all this to do tomorrow. You know, you can't sabotage this stuff. And ultimately what I did was I put myself to bed early. I'm like, you know what, guess what? I had work to do to get up in the morning. I was a million times better because I approached it the right way. Now, have I always done that? No. And what I want people to understand is that when we get these shifts in our moods and our emotions and anything that disrupts our current level of happiness, it's my obligation to myself, me being 100% accountable, is that I have, to, I have to fucking take care of my own happiness. And I've talked about that before across the board, is like what you do for careers and things like that. But on a base level, I wasn't happy last night. Now, what do I do? Now, do I be an asshole, a dickhead to everybody around me? No, I can't do that. I need to take, you know, I needed a, in a sense, I went out to dinner by myself. You know, I, like I, all I want to do is be around people. Guess what? I was around people. So I took care of that. And then I went home. And I put myself to bed. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I think I was in bed by like 9.30 last night, which on a Friday is pretty freaking early. So I do that, get up, smashed it, absolutely destroyed today as far as everything I wanted to hit. I trained a bunch of people. I work with my coaching group online. Like everything I did today was fucking perfect because I put myself in that position. Now, you have this choice every single time, and it goes back to like it's, you know, it's very cliche, but you talk about which wolf do you feed. I fed the right wolf last night. I fed it a lot fed it some pasta and meatballs and all sorts of shit. And guess what? I went to bed after happy and I got up and I'm going to smash my workout after this podcast, but I hit everything I was supposed to. I didn't necessarily like it at first, but the first thing I did to put myself in power was workout. That shifted everything over there. So people that say, you know, they, they kind of like, they don't understand why people work out or how you can live at the gym or how you can embrace this lifestyle, mental health, hundred percent of the way every day. They, like I said, you want to change your, your outlook on the day, go work out. I guarantee you're going to feel better. So we look at all this, and I look at, you know, one of the other things is I, I kind of hop around here before I tie things together, is the accountability, where do we put it in social media and these influencers and these coaches and everybody that presents themselves online? We have to put the accountability on ourselves to measure, measure the bullshit. So guess what? No one, you can't put the accountability on anything. There's no regulations for the, the shit that people say. There's no regulations really for the content that's put out on social media in the, I guess, the fabrication or, you know, I mean, marketing in itself, if it's deceptive, right? It promises one thing and then it doesn't always follow through. So we have to take accountability and put this on ourselves so that we could, and teach this to our kids, Teach us, man, you've discussed this with our peers. Like, this should be something that we start to shift as far as what's out there. So anything that seems too good to be true is often, it's probably 100% of the time too good to be true. Um, we can look at diet fads and we can look at all this other shit. 
um, people's lifestyles that seem fucking amazing. Guess what? They're, they got fucking bullshit. They got drama. They got all sorts of family issues. It's hidden. So don't ever let that allow you to feel disconnected from yourself. Um, don't ever, ever allow what you see in social media or on social media to pull you out of talking to somebody else because you think you're going to be, I don't know, you're going to be a nuisance or you're going to be, you know, you can't have these conversations. And really what I want to push is the fact that we need to discuss and really address mental health and make it so there's no stigma. And that takes work. We look at our society and the way it's changing. It's, I think there's a lot, so many good changes on what is accepted now in, in, you know, just in society in general. It's like it's leaps and bounds. And when, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't talk about half this shit or people weren't open to different lifestyles or all this stuff. Now, our mental health is not a lifestyle. I mean, it should be in a sense of like happiness, but man, we need to be able to talk about this, share this, and the message should go out there for children and everybody out there growing up that it's okay to talk about these things. So as we wrap things up, influencers are bullshit. Coaches are the way to go. You need to filter out bullshit in social media. And at the end of the day, you need to create your own happiness. So this is the Iron Mind Aaron podcast brought to you by Dom Z Productions. And I am out of here. Later, guys.